Hey everyone, it's David Barnett from davidcbarnett.com and this is a special crisis cash flow management module for my cash flow forecasting and business plan writing program. And as you can tell from my hair, which hasn't been cut in about four weeks now, um, I'm recording this in what is now the fourth week of the lockdown here where I live. So if you are, if you have this program, then you have a full you know, series of videos to go week by week to build an actual integrated cash flow forecast for a business. And if you are an owner of a business and you've already gone through that, you have a cash flow forecast, which is, you know, tied to financial statements. So you can see if you make changes to the actual months as you move through them, uh, you can see what the outcome is going to be as far as your financial statements in a year, two year, three years time. So if you've got it built, that's the one you want to use. This is a quick crisis management simplified version of a cash flow tool, which is for people who don't have that kind of robust tool put into place. You may also want to use this if things are changing wildly from week to week in your business. You might want to create a 12 week weekly cash flow using the example I'm going to show you and then relay that information into the monthly one if things are moving fast for you. So there's a way for you to use them, you know, in conjunction. But if, if you've gone through the entire process and built a real cash flow forecast for your business type, and that's the one you want to be using, because you can, as I'm going to explain when we go through this quick one, you can do some things in the quick one that will cause the business's doors to stay open, which will ultimately undermine the long-term viability and value of the business. And that is a trap that people get into in crisis mode. And I'll, I'll give you examples as we move through here. But in essence, you can defer payments, ask for forgiveness or delays on loans. You can accelerate receivables. You can deplete inventories. You can do all kinds of things to keep the doors open, which is often called for in a crisis. But what you're doing is you're undermining your long-term financial viability when you do that. And so with a properly integrated cash flow, you can actually see the long-term outcomes of the decisions you're making today. And that visibility doesn't exist in this quick version. So this is the caution. And now let me show you how to use this tool. Because if you don't have any tool in place, you need to get something. And, and this is something that you can literally put together probably in, in an hour or less. So what I've done along the top here is I've got um, in the second row, I've got the Monday dates of each week going out three and a half months. Okay. And so this opening bank balance, the yellow cell, you have to type in what your bank balance is on the Monday morning. Okay. And then we're going to be estimating over the course of this week, what money is going to be coming in from our business activity is the first section. So I've got cash sales and I put cash sales at $1,500 a week as an estimate for this business. Um, this business also has some big customers. And remember, we're not talking about sales. We're talking about receipts. So this business has some big customers. There's XYZ company and ABC company. And we're estimating that in the week of, the, of May 4, we're going to receive $2,500 from XYZ company. So part of managing any kind of crisis is communication. And so if you need your suppliers to wait to get paid, 
you also need to be communicating with your customers to see if they are affected, to see if they also need to wait to pay you and to see if they might be able to pay you sooner because you're in a crisis and that you're trying to manage, right? And so in the beginning, what we do is we put in our assumptions and then we qualify them. So maybe we call XYZ and we ask them what their cash flow is doing. And we ask them if it's reasonable to expect this money will be coming on May the 4th, or if we could get it earlier, or if we should expect a delay from them. Maybe it's gonna come a week later. And then we have ABC Company, which has $1,000 on this week and $2,500 on this week. So these are my estimates of, of the money that's gonna be coming in for the business that I'm conducting. Now, I put a whole bunch of lines here and you can just change these to whatever you want, depending on the type of business that you have. So if you have a restaurant, maybe you want to have takeout, delivery, um, you know, I don't know, the non-food product sales, whatever, whatever lines you want to put in here. Um, maybe you're going to get some kind of tax return. Uh, maybe there are some refunds you can get for returning something to a supplier. So I've made an assumption here that there's going to be a refund of $1,000. Maybe there's a rebate you're going to get. Maybe because you bought enough, you know, dollar value of a certain product in 2019, uh, the company's going to be sending you a rebate check. So I put that in here. For um, different kinds of government programs, we can put them in as well. So for example, in Canada and a lot of European countries, they've announced that the government will be giving payroll rebates to employers who keep people on staff. So if you have a thousand dollar payroll, and you expect the government's going to start giving you $750 a week for that $1,000 payroll, for example, that would be a 75% wage subsidy. Then a week could put in, you know, wage subsidy, and we could put in $750 there, right? And so when you register for those programs from the government, you want to find out how long is it going to take for us to get paid. The next section is financing inflows. So this would be money that we're borrowing. So um, in the United States, for example, the PPP loans under the CARES Act are going to provide people with a loan of 250% of their expenses. So if you make an application for one of those loans, you need to find out from the person that you're dealing with or the banker when you can expect to get the money from the loan. And so you would want to put that amount in here for when it's going to arrive. And then we have personal contributions. Um, and I'm going to, I'm going to go at length in here about personal contributions, because I think this is one of the places that people really get into danger with small business. Um, if the business doesn't have cash reserves on its own, what people sometimes do if they feel very optimistic about the long haul for the business is they will start to take their own money and put it into the business. And this can be dangerous. It may also not matter. So here's what I mean. If you keep putting your own money into a business and the business fails, well, then you've lost it. But if you don't put money into a business and the business fails and there's a bunch of debts that you personally guaranteed, you could get sued and you could end up losing your money anyway, right? And so these are some of the considerations you have to take when you make a decision about whether or not you're going to personally support the activity of your business. Are there personal guarantees? Are there personal guarantees on the lease? What is the downside? If you decide not to support the business personally and you're out of all other options, what can happen to you? 
And so some people are more insulated from those kinds of things than others. And so these are decisions that you have to make. But there's a personal contribution section here on the inflows. There is no personal contribution section on the outflows. The reason for that is that I believe that if you're going to put in, say you're going to put in $2,000 in this week, you should have a plan for when you're going to take it out. And so I would rather see you put positives and negatives in this section so you have a better idea of when things are going to come in, when they're going to go out. So for example, you might use a personal credit card and put $1,000 into your business through some kind of cash advance. And then before the the credit card bill is due, you want to take that money out, right? And so you would put positives and negatives in as you go. So I'm going to delete that for now. And then we have just a line which sums up all of the cash coming into the business for the week. And what I'm going to do is I am going to, I'm going to freeze the panes here. There we go. So we can see our, we can see our weeks. All right. So total inflows into the business. Now we have total outflows. So we can list different suppliers, for example. We also have our fixed overheads like rent, utilities, insurance, payroll, officers' compensation, et cetera, that we put in here, uh, bank charges and other. And again, you change these for every, whatever you want to do. So let's say that based on our sales level of $1,500 a week, we believe we're going to have to pay our supplier $1,000 a week. However, maybe we have an excess of inventory. Maybe we can consume some of the inventory surplus that we have. So maybe there's a plan we can implement for the first couple of weeks. We're only going to have to buy $800 a week worth of stuff. Okay. So this is the way you need to start thinking is how can I use the resources I have? How can I maybe use resources I have to create new cash inflows? So I know a woman with a spin studio, one of the exercise bike class type studios, and she's moved her classes online but she also rented out the bikes to individuals to put the bikes in their own home. So she's creating a cash flow from renting the bikes and still teaching the classes over the internet that is allowing her to stay in business. And that's an innovative way to actually use the assets of the business to create more cash flow, for example. So maybe you've got inventories you can deplete to bring your stock down. Um, who knows? So, What are your forecasts as far as your suppliers, the rent you have to pay every four weeks, your utilities. In this case, we have a payroll every second week of $3,900 here. Um, We have a telephone bill that has to be paid. Then we have financing outflows. And many of you will have a loan of some kind. I didn't put one in, but I did put a car payment, a biweekly car payment of $500. Okay. And then we add up the total outflows of the business. And as you can see here, we have an ending bank balance. And I also have a line here for the bank overdraft. So this is the overdraft limit that you may have on your bank account right now. And the reason this is important is because you'll see here, my ending bank balance, I've got them set up to be color coded. So the yellow ones are when we get below zero into the negatives. And the red ones is when we are forecasting to exceed our bank overdraft protection. What we know now in this simple example is that I have 
one, two, I've got two months and three weeks to figure out some problems before I literally run out of cash. Because in the week of June 29th, if everything in my forecast stays accurate, I will be over my overdraft limit. I will not have enough money to pay bills. And this is the power of this tool. Because when you start talking to suppliers and when you start talking to customers and or your employees, for example, you want to know what the outcomes are going to be for doing the decisions. You want to go to someone like uh, a supplier and you want to say, I need to make a change or else I won't be able to pay you in eight weeks time. Or I'm facing a cash flow crunch six weeks out. This is what I would like to do. If you wait until the last moment, you run out of options. If you have foresight and planning, other people are going to respect you more. They're, they're going to realize that you're on top of things and you're properly managing the business. And keep in mind that the most important thing of all is the success long-term of the business. Because if the business doesn't stay open, if the business doesn't succeed, then everyone loses their job and the landlord loses their rent and the utility company loses a customer and the supplier loses a customer and everyone will end up suffering. So we need businesses to survive. And that's, this is the number one feature of this tool. So let's say you, you say, geez, I got to make a plan for what's going to happen here. And I know that the government is going to create a program where I can borrow some money interest-free and I call my bank and I say, you know, how much can I get? And they say, based on, on your overheads and everything, um, you know, you can borrow $15,000, let's say, right? What does that do for us? Well, it does a lot. Look at that. It takes us all the way out 12 weeks before we get below zero in our cash flow, right? And what else could we do? Well, let's say the banker is willing to defer a couple of months of our car loan. What does that do for us? It puts us in a better position. Um, given that we've gotten into this stronger position, now we don't have to look at perhaps cutting payroll, right? Um, what else could we do? Well, maybe we decide that we want to put some of our expenses onto our own credit card, $1,500, and we're gonna pay it back before the credit card is due. What is that gonna do for us? Well, it lifts our cash balances in, during the period of time we put that money in. So this tool is gonna to allow you to, to juggle and make decisions and figure out what opportunities exist. If let's say there was no loan program available to you for whatever reason, what else could we do? Well, we've already gotten rid of those bank, uh, we've already got rid of the car loans, but as you can see, we're still headed into a red zone. So maybe what we have to do is we have to cut staff. So instead of $3,900 every two weeks, uh, we cut down to 1800 And what is that going to do for us? I'm going to copy that. I'm going to paste, 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 paste. So as you can see, we've gone from being in the red, business closed, to managing to survive in the yellow by cutting our labor in half, right? And so these are the things you have to juggle. Maybe there's a way that we could try to create some new income. Maybe we could find you know a way to use some of our equipment to create medical gowns or something we can start to to have more business this is the the power of the tool and what you do is at the end of the week 
is you actually look at your bank statement and you go down and you, you put the precise amounts in and you change this cell on row three to actual. And this is your actual performance in that week. And then you look at the upcoming weeks and you start to question everything again. Based on this week's sales, do I really think I can do 1500 next week? Well, let's say you only did 1380, right? What did that do for us? Well, now we can know. We can go right down to the bottom and see the long-term impact of that change. But if it now makes us feel that we can only do 1400 a week in sales, I can drag that out. Now I've changed my forecast. And if I come down here at the bottom, it's changed the outcome of my bank balance as well. So this is the quick crisis management cash flow tool. It's a much simplified version of what you would build if you went through all the steps of the cash flow forecasting program. Um, and um, if if you have an associate or relative or someone you know who is desperately trying to juggle things and keep a business alive, you have my permission to share this with them. Give them a hand. All right, that's everything. We'll talk to you soon. Good luck. See you later.